0: Good afternoon and welcome to On the Arts, KLW's weekly radio magazine of the performing arts. I'm your host, David Tulipe. Today I'll be talking with mega music producer Narada Michael Walden, who's produced some top hits from the likes of Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, George Michael, and Barbara Streisand, among many others. We'll talk about his process, plus he's got a new release of his own music coming out. I'll also visit with violinist Mads Tolling. Just in time to start your holiday season, he's out with Cool Yule, jazzified arrangements of Danish Christmas music, along with a few American favorites. That's all coming up after this update from the BBC.
1: Hello, I'm Moira Alderson with the BBC News. The Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, has insisted that his country will fight on to what he called absolute victory over Hamas. He said a deal with Hamas to have a four-day halt to the conflict did not change the government's aims. Tom Bateman has the details.
2: Israel's National Security
0: Adviser Zaki Hanegbi, said the release will begin according to the original agreement between the parties, but not before Friday. He said the negotiations for the release of the captives were progressing and continuing all the time. Under the deal, 50 civilian women and children would be freed by Hamas in return for Israel releasing 150 Palestinian prisoners, also women and mostly teenage boys, that it holds. The ceasefire would allow for more aid, including fuel, to get into Gaza.
1: The head of the UN Children's Agency has described Gaza as the most dangerous place in the world to be a child. Speaking after a visit to the south of the territory, Catherine Russell from UNICEF said she was haunted by what she'd seen. She told the UN Security Council that more than 5,000 Palestinian children had died since the conflict began. She said another 1,200 were believed to remain under the rubble of buildings hit by the Israeli military. Exit polls in the Netherlands indicate that the anti-immigrant party led by Geert Wilders has clearly won the most seats in the snap general election – If confirmed, his Freedom Party would win 35 seats, 10 more than its nearest rival, a left-wing Green Alliance. Mr Wilders, a veteran anti-Islamist Islam populist, told ecstatic supporters that the party would work to end what he called a tsunami of asylum and immigration. He also expressed his delight to reporters.
0: I'm in politics for 25 years now, and this is the happiest day um, of my life so far in politics. We, we became the number one party by far. I mean, it's what a lot of people, if you would have asked them a year ago, would have called you uh, mad. And it happened today. So I'm very proud. I'm very happy.
1: A car's exploded in flames at a busy border crossing between the United States and Canada, killing two occupants. It happened on the US side of Rainbow Bridge at Niagara Falls, triggering a major security incident and the closure of several other border crossings. An eyewitness said the car accelerated at high speed, swerved before hitting a fence, flew into the air and burst into a ball of fire. The governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, spoke to reporters after visiting the scene
0: at a time when there's such high anxiety. And we've been on heightened alert since October 7th. That's why it's so important for me to stand here and tell the world, based on what we know at this moment, and again, anything can change, there is no sign of terrorist activity with respect to this crash.
1: World News from the BBC. The Council of Europe has warned that the hard-won peace in the Western Balkans is under threat as tensions rise across the region. Its Human Rights Commissioner says former Yugoslav countries have been backsliding in their efforts to deal with their violent recent past. Dunja Mijatovic warns that governments need to deal with the root causes of past conflicts to prevent them from recurring. The United States says it's treating a reported plot to kill a Sikh separatist on US soil with the utmost seriousness and says it's raised the issue with the Indian government. A White House spokeswoman said Delhi had expressed surprise and concern at the reports and had begun an investigation. Gary O'Donoghue has more details.
2: Gupatwant Singh Panon is a New York-based lawyer for Sikhs for Justice, a separatist group that calls for an independent Sikh homeland within India. He's declined to comment on the alleged plot, but a spokesman for the National Security Council, Adrian Watson, said the US had conveyed the expectation that anyone deemed responsible should be held accountable. There are also reports that at least one individual has been indicted in the case, but details have not been made public.
1: South Korean military sources say North Korea has made a failed attempt to launch a ballistic missile. It was fired from Pyongyang towards the sea late on Wednesday. No further details have been released. So far this year, North Korea has carried out more than 30 missile launches. The World Health Organization has asked China to provide it with detailed information about a reported spike in cases of respiratory illnesses and pneumonia in children in the north of the country. In a statement, the WHO said it was unclear if the events were linked. It has urged China's population to follow measures to reduce the risk of respiratory illness. They include getting vaccinated and keeping a distance from people who are ill. That's the latest BBC News.
3: This is Suni Khalid, news editor here at KALW. In case you missed it, a million-dollar grant has been pledged to help provide housing for low-income residents of Half Moon Bay. And a longtime Silicon Valley congresswoman is retiring. You can hear these stories, as well as others, from our partners at NPR and the BBC by logging onto our website at KALW.org. Meanwhile, keep your dial set on 91.7. We're KALW, San Francisco Bay Area.
0: Not normally the type of music you'd hear either on KALW or on the arts, but my guest is no normal personality. You've heard that tune from superstar Whitney Houston. Well, Narada Michael Walden is the superstar who produced that hit, along with countless others and counts among his friends. Oh, Stevie Wonder, Quincy Jones, Jeff Beck, you know, folks like that. He's produced for artists as diverse as Aretha Franklin, including the platinum "Freeway of Love," Steve Winwood, Ray Charles, Winona Judd, Whitney Houston, the aforementioned, George Michael, Mariah Carey, Bob Dreyzen. I wonder if she's he's in his in her uh, ninety nine hundred and sixty page memoir. Lionel Richie, Lisa Richer, Stevie Wonder. The list just goes on, and he's a prolific songwriter as well as producer and master drummer and singer, having worked with literally. Uh, and played with, Jaco Pistorius, uh, drumming with the pioneering Mahavishnu Orchestra and has a number of solo releases as well. Welcome, Narada.
3: Wow, David, thank you for your intro. It's beautiful. Well,
0: I I could spend the rest of the hour uh, just going through your credits. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I understand that there's a spiritual side for you having that first
3: name. It's true. Um, I didn't get my name right away. I became a disciple of the Guru Shruchin Moi. In 1973, I would be, like, about 20 years old. And I received my name when I was 24. Guru made me wait for about three and a half, almost four years. He said, I'm not going to spoil you the way I spoiled a lot of the people. I'm going to make you wait. So I waited. And I got my name just in time for my first solo album, Garden Love Life. Then I became Narda. In fact, when he gave me my name, it was pronounced like, it would go, Narda. Well, wow. no. this has been around for so long, I don't know if my name was Na, Ra, or Da. Until so you finally put it together and said, Narada. Oh, okay.
0: It's your, so, own, it's your own chant as well. If yes. You, if you need, yes. That, you need to center yourself, you can just slow it down. Yes. Um, yes. So, first of all, help me and our audience out here with a sort of music industry 101 and tell us what exactly does a record producer as opposed to, say, a movie producer do?
3: Mm. A record producer, in my case, because we're all different, there are different kinds of record producers. Some are engineer slash producers, helpers. In my case, I'm a musician, I'm a writer, and I'm really a coach. As As a producer, I put my coach hat on to say, if you're Whitney or you're David or you're Janice Lee, how can I help you do your best vocal, your best recording? Because everyone, like you, Dave, you're behind that microphone. You want to be your best behind that microphone. And that's how it usually works. People feel like they want to give their very best. So I've learned some tricks. If I make the session move quickly, they start singing quickly. I get the endorphins going quickly. Then once their endorphins are pumping, now they're excited and they want to do their very best. So I'm, now I'm recording everything quickly to get, try this. I, I, might, I might even go to the ending of the song first. Get all the gymnastics, all the blowing. Oh, hey! Get all that stuff first. <laughs> you know what I mean, and then go back to the first verse, which requires more technical thinking about every little note as a melody, and then get that.
0: And but that that okay. energy level is really key to it. To, because I've seen so many, you know, a theater production or something like, like like, come on, where's that? Where's that energy? It's got to be not uh, right. not a hundred percent. It's got to be a hundred and eighty percent, whatever.
3: That's right. So I get that first. I had to learn that. Then if you get technical in the first verse, it's okay. But if you start with that, you may never get the fireworks. Hmm. So that's what I've learned.
0: Okay, so now a little bit more about the biz. How does that royalty pie cut up for a producer versus an artist or the label, the other musicians, or every time any given tune is played? I mentioned that's different also for, for different people.
3: Right. Uh, it has to be earned. You start out like, you know, just normal, getting paid, and you get a, a point or two. And then when you become a hot producer, because now you your name and your touch and whatever you're bringing is going to sell some records, or you're you're catching catching a fire, then you can ask for four points of percentage of a record a, of a song. Okay, that's for janet, janet Lee, who's on my call here with you today. She was excellent at helping me with my studio and my and my productions with Cynthia Shiloh. Get everything together at that time in my
0: life right well i'm, I'm thinking of, of suzu and it's a wonderful life when she says hear that daddy every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings so every time a song is played you maybe know, you get a little fraction of a penny
3: and don't you know i named my daughter kelly zuzu walden that character.
0: <laughs> that's, that's great
3: so touching zuzu with the little rose petals yeah she Remind her about her dad and everything. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that.
0: That's it still gives you goosebumps. Um so how have the streaming platforms such as Spotify and Sirius among them changed the industry?
3: Tremendously. Um we get a lot less. We get a fourth of a penny per song. Wow. A fourth of a penny. That's how how low it is. So I came up in a heyday. We had records. Gold Records was a half million. Platinum was a, millions, a million sales. We had Aretha Franklin's first million seller with Freeway of Love, Who's Zooming Who? And then the George Michael, I knew you were waiting for second Platinum. So that was like a lot of cash flow being generated for all of us. Right. Nowadays, that same kind of success, very, very hard. very Because a lot of music's coming out, and if it does hit such a small percentage you make now
0: right so what what does that mean for um say young upcoming talent versus someone established from the 70s and 80s obviously a big
3: means that they have to be very patient and just love what, what what they do you know you can put the music up on the air on the streaming services and make a little bit of noise hopefully a lot of noise for you but really they have to get out there and and work it perform live perform make some money with their shows get big enough where you can make some money with some merchandise. I mean, look at Journey and Santana, the the legendary artists. They make their money not from the album sales as much as they do their live shows.
0: Or their merchandise.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So that's what's had to kind of catch up and make a balance in this new world that we're
0: in. Well, a big part of your world is discovering new talent. Now, how in this prolific and Wired day and age, does one separate the sustaining hit maker from the one hit wonder?
3: You know what? You can't think of it that way. You just do what you love. It's mm-hmm. all I ever do. I've always just done what I love. If I hear somebody's got a fast vibrato, I think, wow, fast vibrato, a new girl named Amelia. Maybe I can have her do a remake of the Five Stair Steps song from the 60s where Clarence had a fast vibrato. Marry that. Or I have a girl who's got. Like, like brought a very little vibrato. How can I take and, and capitalize with her and her beautiful look? So I'm always about how I can make things happen as opposed to not happen. If, if you look at what's going on, you can be talked out of doing this stuff. But I don't want to be talked out. I want to be talked in. I want to keep making music because I know we need it in the world. It's my mission. So I just stay busy even though we may make a lot less. doesn't matter to me. It's more about giving and staying prolific and staying hot keep my hand in the game because I love it. I don't want to shine shoes. Hmm. I don't, don't want to be a janitor. So I'd rather make less in music and still do music. Right, than, right.
0: Yeah. Just, just the parade of 20th and 21st century artists that have used your Tarpon Studios right nearby on East Francisco Boulevard nearby San Rafael to record is just encyclopedic, not to mention 57 number one hits out of that area.
3: Yeah, even more now with Higher Love and a few more recently had. But yes, we've been very successful over the years. Not everything was cut here at Tarpan. I started at the record plant in Sausalito, also Wally Hyder's on High Street in the city and then the Automat, where I met Janice Lee. <laughs> You know, she was so prolific at the automat with us, and we had a lot of hits there before we even came. And we actually opened our doors at Tarpan in 85. 85,
0: wow. Okay. You you need a great team, of course, to make this all happen. Folks that have great ears, among other assets. Tell me about the folks that make Tarpan the go to studio, other than the name of Narada Michael Walden.
3: When I got this name, Tarpan was from my guru. And he said that Tarpan means satisfaction unparalleled. Every heart that comes to. To Tarpan Studios will have satisfaction unparalleled, and I like that. I like us having a real standard of of love that we give to every person that came here, and wanted to ensure that we did we did our best to give them their best. So that's what Tarpan is all about that that spirit of love. Well, uh, bottom, you
0: know, no, no, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, the bottom
3: line when you're behind that microphone, like you are, David, and you want to record something that's going to live a hundred years. Need a lot of love, a lot of encouragement. I don't care who you are, I read the Franklin. Everybody needs love and encouragement to raise that confidence level where you can do your best and go beyond yourself. And that's what I found at Carpenter Studios and my crew. You become really expert at knowing how to. Give someone the love and encouragement they need to do their best.
0: Okay, well, now musicians at the level we're talking about here must have provided some, I'd say, interesting experiences for you and your team. Maybe without naming names, uh, let's have a little trash talk about some outstanding diva moments.
3: Outstanding diva moments. Gosh.
0: No outrageous demands or...
3: i got to tell you, I've been really blessed to say people come in here and they may come in with a big ego, but once they kind of get around our energy, and we know, and they know that we're, we're for real, that the fires are burning, the candlelight's fire is burning, the ego kind of has to take a back seat to kind of make sure they're going to be like their best. And part of being their best is getting the soul out. But what's, what does the soul require? The soul is about hey, the part in you that's not going to die, that's going to live forever. We want that part. Right. Your body may die. I don't care about that dies today. But I want that soul that's going to live forever. Let's get it on tape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once they know I'm like coming at him like that, it's like, oh, damn. Damn, I better, I better, get, I better snap, too. That's what happens. Well, let's, so all, that, all that diva stuff kind of falls away quick, man.
0: Yeah, well, let's focus on the reverse then. Uh, and now, here you can use names. Uh, who are your favorite folks to work with?
3: Okay, God bless you. I have to give credit to the very first pop star that we worked with who let us really kind of do our magic. A young girl was 11 years old with the genius of Henry Allen behind her was a young girl named Stacy Ladizal. Stacy and I had hits right from the very beginning of let me be your angel dynamite jump beat Live 11 uh, or two way street that opened the door for Clive Davis to start calling me for all the different industries to start ringing the phone. And can you work with this artist? Can you work with that artist? Cause only need like a couple hits to make things move. Once you get a couple of things, it goes fast. And that's what happened, you know, um, I have to give a lot of love to Anne Beaufield, who's still living in the Bay Area. I did three albums with her. She taught me how to get these great recordings, how to record the voice, and and hear with perfect pitch, and how to bring the soul from her. Phyllis Hyman, another g- genius singer, and then Patty Austin. You know, it, it just kept rolling like that. Pat LaBelle, then came along Aretha Franklin. Not long after, Five said, "How you you want to work with Aretha Franklin?" God, Aretha Franklin, and I knew if I had hit songs for her, could probably win a Grammy and go all the way. So I really focus on her and, and Clive said, like, just give her a phone call. I call Rita Franklin on my phone. <laughs> so I say, well, you know, what do you do for fun? <laughs> and she might say, oh, this is how she talks. She goes, I might go out to a nightclub. I might see a guy in the nightclub look, looks kind of good. And you're looking at me and I'm looking at him. It's kind of like a who's zooming who? I wrote down, who's zooming who? He thinks he's got me, but the fish jumps off the hook. The fish jumps off the hook. Okay. That's how she talks. So when I got the phone, I took those, those things I wrote down and got with Preston glass. And we just tried to make a hit song out of those things she was talking about. The, so uh, that's how it works for me. I'm always about inspiration, just jumping on wherever it can come from.
4: Well, we'll,
0: we'll share with us some current projects at Tarpan.
3: Share with, the say again. Share,
0: share with us some current projects at TARPAN.
3: Well, I have to say, we're so current now, just wrapping our new album, just comes out today. That's been our sweat and toil for the past, I don't know, six months or so, or if not a year, or maybe even longer, of uh, the, the, the Euphoria album. In particular, the song that you have there called The More I Love My Life. It was recorded years years back, but getting all the Legality and all the labels and all the timing of Sting and Carlos and Stevie to come together to say yes, you can put it out at this time. Whoa, so incredible! So, I'm really happy. It's like a miracle we can have this song mm-hmm. more of my life these great talents at this time. So, yeah.
0: Let's hold that thought because we're going to go out that with that, but we're not done okay. yet. So let's okay. let's talk a little bit about the uh, philanthropic projects you're in, involved oh, in.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, one of them is being music director for some seven years now for the Rainforest Foundation concert at Carnegie Hall that oh, was spearheaded by Sting and Trudy Styler. I should have asked Sting about that when I had him in studio a couple of years back, but why oh, don't, don't you tell me about that project?
3: Well, I've done actually 13, not seven, 13 oh. different shows I've done as music director and they are the most awesome shows in the world. First of all, Sting and his wife, Trudy Styler. She's the genius behind the whole thing to kind of, you know, really spearhead it. And the four principal people are Sting, Elton John, James Taylor, and Billy Joel. Those are the four main characters that happen every year. But then they'll bring into it Smokey Robinson, Gladys Knight, Paddle Bell, Jeff Beck, a uh, Judd. They'll bring people into it that, you know, inc- really bring the audience to to stand ovations.
0: And of course, and of course to uh, raise important funds and awareness of what's happening to the world's rainforests.
3: They raise more money. It's actually part of the Guinness book world record. They raised web, raised more money for that charity, than you know, any other charity. Wow. So I'm really proud of Sting's work. He, him, I got to speak about him, you know him cause you spoke, you, you worked with him in the studio, but as celebrities go, he's a rarefied divine.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, such no. a sweetheart of a guy, really is.
3: Exactly, and very gifted. And you wouldn't think this, but you know what? In the wings, before we go on stage for the Carnegie Hall Show, he gets nervous. I thought that was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, tell me about the Narada Michael Walden Foundation's 27th annual Holiday Jam 2023 coming up on Saturday, December 16th.
3: Thank you, Dave. It's actually going to be, our, I think, our 26th year. Where, and, where am
0: I getting my numbers?
3: <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it straight. It's our 26th year, and we have our rehearsal actually tonight at our studio. 25 kids will come piling in to learn eight or nine or ten different songs to sing with Lisa Fisher, with a band, live band. You know, Lisa Fisher is our, our guest for the show. She's the genius singer with Tina Turner backing the Stones right now on the road with them. Uh, Luther Vandross was discovered. I made a hit with her called Hockney's the Pain. She won a Grammy for that. She's one of the rarefied singers on the planet. So I really like with our foundation to take genius singers like Sting or Carlos Santana or Clarence Clemens or Neil Sean from Journey and mix them in with the kids. It's a once in a lifetime experience. Ronnie Spector or Martha Reason and Vandellas Dionne Warwick. And these kids get their minds blown to be singing with these people. And the people get their minds blown singing with the kids. So it's just a confidence builder, a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and that's what we do for kids in music. We bring them up to be uh, appreciative of music that happened before they were born. I want them to learn the catalog of Whitney, Aretha, of Dionne Warren. Learn the catalog of Ronnie Spector. It, like now, we're gonna do Honor for Tina Turner. So now they're learning all the Tina Turner catalog. You know, the Pride and Proud Mary, Come Together. Uh, just great, simply the best. Uh, What's love got to do with it?
0: And something that just will live with them and, and inspire them in so many ways. Good for you for doing that.
3: Thank you, brother. 20, I know I know years. the importance. <laughs> I know the history. Our history, American music history, is so rich. We don't realize it because we're Americans. We actually become like a trash bin with the music. We're like, yeah, we know that. Next, uh, next, 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 next. But the world values us. Europe. Japan, China, other, they know what, what America's given with the music, with jazz, with blues, with funk, with soul, with rock. It's only from this country. It's come, country. So we're so fast. Once we invent it, we're on the next thing. Once we do soul, now we want to do hip hop. Then we want to do it. <laughs> but, I know to teach the kids our history is so critical that they know little Richard that they know Ray Charles, that they know these people. This is what I, I'm, I'm set out to do with, with our foundation.
0: Fantastic. Well, now tell us a little bit more about the project that's near and dear to you, this new release that we're going to end with, and the message you're trying to send with Euphoria.
3: Thank you, Dave. First of all, I want to thank you for your time today. You're like you're a sharp cat. And Jennifer Lee who hooked it up is one of my dearest you know, friends, workers, visionaries. And I wanna say this new album of mine is my 18th album. It's all about love, which I live for. My name Narda means supreme musician to bring more inspiration to the world. So Euphoria is my way of giving more inspiration, more fun, more dance, more celebration, uh, and a miracle in the more I love my life. I have to say that. And also, Carlos Santana plays again on the album on the title track Euphoria, which I know you have, you have to download from Spotify, but he's playing some killer guitar on the ending of, of Euphoria which is a very cool Miles Davis bitches brew vibe on a pop song. So I'm happy to have this offering at this time before we're going to Christmas, before we're going to Thanksgiving, and I'm just, uh, I'm just happy.
0: Narada, Michael Walden, thanks so much for taking some time today. Keep up the, hey, keep up that come euphoria, studio, man. Come
3: the
0: I would, I would love to visit. That would be fantastic. The more I love my life, Narada, Michael Walden, and some amazing guests here. Touch of Pop on the Arts this week. I'm David Latulip. That was Narada Michael Walden, amazing producer, and as you heard, vocalist The More I Love My Life just released. You'll be looking, you'll be hearing a lot from this amazing man and Tarpan Studios, I'm sure, down the road. On the Arts on Wednesdays at 4 is part of our Arts Block, Hump Day Block on Wednesdays, 4 o'clock on the Arts, 5 o'clock the Arts Hour from the BBC. And just around the corner, it is the holiday time. So let's get in the
2: mood. Toyota's Black Friday sales event is on...
0: Of course, playing ads on SoundCloud. Let's try to get past that ad and I'll introduce my guest. Anyway, uh, let's see. What can we talk about while that ad's going Yes, Santa Claus coming to town after, of course, a well-fed turkey meal tomorrow, Black Friday, (laughs) Cyber Monday, etc. Well, old and new world traditions meld in Cool Yule, a studio album released by two-time Grammy Award-winning violinist Mads Tolling. In the spirit of Yule, Mads shares the Christmas celebrations of his youth in Copenhagen, Denmark, blending the authentic customs and sounds of the Nordic countries with the joy and spirit of American jazz, with a few of our holiday favorites thrown in from this country. The Madsmen band members joining him on his Christmas journey are the dynamic pianist Colin Hogan, soulful bassist Gary Brown, and the ever-exuberant drummer Eric Garland. Who better to tell us more than Mads Toling, Danish-American violinist and composer living here in the Bay Area, He's the 2016 winner of the Downbeat Critics' Pole Rising Star Award for the violin and SF Classical Voices' 2023 Best Jazz Instrumentalist. Mads is a former longtime member of bassist Stanley Clark's band and the Turtle Island Quartet, and he currently tours and appears on three albums with Bob Weir and the Wolf Brothers. He leads his group Mads Tolling and the Madsmen with several international tours, and he's been featured on NPR's Morning Edition and in the Washington Post and performed with Chick Corea, Kenny Barron, Ramsey Lewis, Baquito de Rivera, and Leo Kotke. I'm pleased to call him my friend as well. Mads Tolling, welcome back to our KALW on the Arts Waves.
4: Thanks so much, David. It's great to be here. Great to be back.
0: Yeah, well, I understand that you recorded this on the hottest day of the year.
4: <laughs> yeah as a matter of fact, the two hottest day of the year, we picked just the right time to record this uh, Christmas album. Of course, that's how it is. but uh, somehow, you know it still turned out pretty well. We were down in San Mateo at the uh, Blue Coast, Cookie Marenko studio, and um yeah we, we it's it's nice to finally uh, be very close to having this out.
0: Well, for our audience, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, well, first of all, that reminds me of you know the, the writing of the verse to White Christmas, which we don't always hear, uh, which is, uh, you know, um, the sun is shining, the, uh, the grass is green, the orange and palm trees sway, there's never been such a day in Beverly right. Hills, L.A. But it's December the 24th, and I'm longing to go up north. So then it starts White Christmas.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, that that's fascinating, isn't it? There is also a verse for, another verse that I play for Honeysuckle Rose that's um, never played. And then, funny you mentioned that, because the Christmas song, people pro- probably don't realize there's a verse for that one, and there is. And I found that somehow with Mel Torme and Judy Garland, kind of hanging out by the piano, and and he started singing the verse for it. And I was like, okay, we're going to include that.
0: (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about what, um, before we drill down on some of these cool Yule tracks, tell me what Christmas or Yule in Denmark was like for you and your family growing up.
4: Yeah, it was um, definitely a a big deal over there. Uh, People kind of make, I think it's a Nordic country, it gets cold, so people make a big deal out of it. Now, first of all, the big um, night is, or the big day is not the 25th so much as, as it is the 24th. And the tradition there is you get, you know, a huge meal. Uh, with all the stuffings and all the special fixings, and um, then you have you go next door and you have this amazing looking tree that's a real tree and real candles in that tree it's about 40 of these candles fully lit tree (laughs) and so it's a bit of a fire hazard you hope hope nothing goes wrong and then the whole family will join hand i think we have a typically around 10 to 12 people in my family we would all join hands and we would carol around uh, this christmas tree kind of singing really out of tune christmas carols for about a half hour and i just remember you know being sort of a kid just wanting the presents, and my mom insisting on us singing all these songs. <laughs> and then as I got to be older, I realized, oh, there's some really nice songs here that might be worth that might be worth exploring a little further.
0: Well, why don't you share with us one of the tracks that is on Cool Yule that you remember from growing up?
4: Um, well, the one for sure is is uh, track number three called "Pulovte sidernes." And probably not a lot of your listeners will understand what that means. It, it's basically the gnome's attic. Um, and it's about this, this gnome hanging out in the attic, eating his, we're real big on gnomes somehow and, and <laughs> elves and that sort of thing in Denmark. We, we love those trolls. Um, we love those creatures. So he's sitting in his attic just minding his own business, eating this porridge. And then all these rats come out and try to start eating his porridge, taking it away from him. And then he then he jumps up and says, if you keep doing this, I'm going to call in the cat. So then the rats disappear. So it's just kind of a silly song. Um, and we somehow made it into sort of a Brazilian samba for the listener. Somehow there's a Danish-Brazilian connection on this one. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to play.
0: We'll need another couple of moments on the gnome's attic while the ad plays in the background. So let's sure. uh, uh, tell. Was that something that you uh, sang along like a carol or?
4: Yeah, well that one is a little bit more of an up tempo kind of thing. Um so there there are different there are definitely different songs. Something that we would also do is we would um, you know, sing some of these American, you know, Christmas songs. Um but use Dar- Danish lyrics, you know. So um so, you know, for example, you know, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, we would have our own lyrics for that. Um, and that's part of this song, of the this album too is we had the Santa Claus medley because every kid in Denmark thinks that Santa Claus is from Greenland, and and you probably will people will know that Greenland is actually Danish territory. Uh, Trump has still not purchased Greenland from us, thank God. <laughs> so uh-huh. uh, so we so every kid thinks Santa Claus is from Greenland, and that's kind of little little tipping my hat to some of those songs from relating to Santa Claus
0: Alright, from Cool Yule, here is the Gnome's Attic Mads, Tolling and the Madsmen that seems like a kind of fun gnomes attic to visit. <laughs>
4: it is pretty groovy, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Love it. Uh, so um you've jazzed up these kind of these traditional Danish holiday songs. So would most uh, folks from Denmark still recognize them?
4: Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's such a melody. That's just a every kid and adult in Denmark will know that song, but probably none outside. <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of trying to spread a little of a, awareness and then also Again, have that playful jazziness that um, is, is a lot of fun for us, too, uh Everybody in, in my band is really comfortable uh, doing, so.
0: Well, of course, even in Denmark, which you lived in for how, how many years before you left there?
4: I grew up there, so I lived there for 20 years. And then I actually left there to go to Berklee College of Music in Boston when I was 20 years old, so.
0: And are you getting back there for the holidays?
4: Um, for this holidays, no, because, you know, as you might have guessed, I'm since this album is coming out, I'm doing all these um, CD release shows. I'm going down to Los Angeles, Canada, so won't be going this Christmas, but uh, I am going in January where I have a, a nine day tour lined up. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Get to see my family, too. You know, everybody's there. My parents and my sister's got a couple of kids. So it's nice to see everybody.
0: Nice. Well, for some reason, or or, I don't know quite know why, my favorite things got into the Holiday canon, as it were, (laughs) but I'm glad it did, and I'm glad you included it on Cool Yule. Tell me about that track.
4: Yeah, that's actually an interesting track that um, I originally had arranged for uh, the Turtle Island String Quartet, which I was part of for nine years, and this particular uh, version arrangement actually went on the John Coltrane album that we did called Legacy, John Coltrane, Love Supreme, um, and it won a Grammy Award. Um, so I, I thought when I put this cool Yule program together, I would actually use that arrangement and kind of uh, write it instead for instead of the string quartet for kind of a more of a jazz combo. So that's what I did here. So you'll hear a little bit of that uh, John Coltrane sound with the with the traditional traditional my Favorite Things track that you all know from the musical.
0: From The Sound of Music, My Favorite Things, now part of the holiday tradition. That's totally it. favorite things the mads tolling treatment here on the arts mads tolling violinist my guest along with the mads men on recording they've got a new release called cool yule mads great sound and stuff really it's uh, it's so nice to have a a nice fresh look at some of these tunes
4: oh well i appreciate that thank you david uh, let's hear another um danish danish tune Okay, um, I'm thinking we can do uh, Santa Lucia, which is uh, actually an interesting story. It's, a, it's, it's Saint Lucy is not Danish, actually was one that would be known to go in the catacombs of ancient Rome and bring food to some of these starving Christians back then, because back then it wasn't really accepted to be Christian. So she would do that, and she would wear a wreath on her head um, and basically balance these candles Um to to see down there because it's pitch black so the tradition in scandinavia is now that these uh, young girls will walk into a lot of times churches dark rooms with wreaths uh, reefs in their head with amazing they can balance four candles singing this very beautiful traditional song and that's been a great tradition in sweden and norway and denmark and this typically happens on the darkest day of the year Um, which back then, I believe, was December 13th um, with the old calendar. So um, I thought I would include that. And also on this track, you'll hear a little bit of uh, accordion, uh, since that's a good traditional Scandinavian instrument as well.
0: Sancta Lucia from Cool Yule, Mads Tolling and the Madsmen here on the Arts. Sancta Lochia, a little excerpt from Cool Yule, my friend Mads Tolling. Released just in time for the holiday, some Danish and some other classics for the holiday season from Mads Tolling and the Madsman. Madsman. A holiday offering from my guest and friend, Mads. Colin Hogan on piano keyboards, and you heard their accordion. Gary Brown on bass and Eric Garland on drums. Official release date? of the 8th of December, but lucky you, dear listener, you get a pre-taste today. Mads, in addition to the Mads Men, you've got a special guest vocalist for a track. Tell us about him.
4: Yeah, that's a, a wonderful, um, not just vocalist, but a renowned dancer and actor, Sonny Freddie Peterson. And he is like me from uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. And the way I came across him was... Um, he was doing some choreography with uh, Tony Basil that people may remember from Mickey, you know, that great song. And so he's, he's been doing dancing with the stars and, and uh, he's been on the Oscars doing all these uh, either singing or doing choreography for uh, kind of pretty renowned and big shows. And uh, he lives down in LA. He's kind of splits his time between, uh, Copenhagen and Los Angeles. And I was lucky that he could join me here, sing a, sing a song. We've been trying to make this happen for a while. Um, so 30, 38 years old and a man with a, a definitely a bright future.
0: Nice. Well, let's hear that now with singer Sonny, Freddie Peterson, Mads tolling and the Madsmen. Here's the title track from
4: Cool Yule.
0: And maybe a touch more of Santa Lucia. Come on, SoundCloud, help me out here. (laughs) And if they coach the ads, I'm going to just have a fit. All right, let's try that again. Ah, there we go.
1: From Coney Island to the Sunset Strip Somebody's going to make a happy trip tonight While the moon is bright He's gonna have a bag of crazy toys To give the groundies of the girls and boys so dig Yeah, Santa comes on big
2: He'll come a knocking when it snows the most When all the cats are sleeping, warm as toast And hey, you gonna flip when Pope Saint Nick takes a lick on the peppermint steam, he'll come a flying from a higher place and fill the
1: stocking by the fireplace so you have a yule that's cool
0: the title track from cool yule Sunny Freddie Peterson offering vocals Mads Tolding and the Men on that new release just in time for the holiday season. Mads, great stuff. So nice to offer it for our listeners here on The Arts. Happy to. Well, um, so what is does uh, Yule, we already mentioned what Yule was like growing up. You're still experiencing kind of a cross-generational effect. I imagine a lot of American tunes were infiltrating during your growing up in Denmark as well. Uh, but, Tell us a little bit briefly about the uh, um, release concerts that you're offering. You already had one in Crescent City on the 4th. Where else are you scheduled to offer a a live version of Cool Yule?
4: Yeah, actually, it's coming right around the corner now. Uh, Sunday of Thanksgiving here, the November 26th, we're going to be playing down at a brand new beautifully renovated theater in menlo park uh called the guild theater and that's happening at 7 p.m on the 26th with the mads men we're going to play music from this cool yule album um so i'm excited about that and then uh after that i'm going to go to canada play a little bit up there um and then i'll be back to play at the freight and salvage on december 20th which is a Wednesday. Right here in Berkeley. Well, I'm actually in Albany, so I can almost look down from my Albany Hill down to Berkeley and freight, which is a um, great venue for for acoustic music and jazz. So again, that's December twentieth. Um, I'm looking forward to to all these release shows that we're doing. It's nice to be able to to have a little bit of a, of a go at it.
0: We'll have a uh, link to our at our website klw.org, dot org to madstolling.com dot com for all the details regarding cool Yule and the appearances of Mads. Thanks so much for taking some time today, Mads.
4: Absolutely, David. Great to see you. I'm glad we worked it out with a sound cloud. <laughs> a little, now, bit of a... L-
0: little stormy in that storm cloud for a little while. <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's,
4: it can be a little cloudy.
0: That's the way it goes. Thanks again for st- taking some time. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, as usual, lots here on the arts that we can't get to. Um, uh, including Dudamel, who's going to be with the uh, uh, San Francisco Symphony, uh, starting uh, for two concerts, Friday and Saturday. Uh, also on that program, Caillou Mari by Gabriela Ortiz and Odyssey, concerto for Venezuelan Quatro and orchestra by Gonzalo Grau with quattro soloist Jorge Glem. Well, we heard from... My favorite things from Mads Tolling earlier. Um, we also should mention on that program for Friday and Saturday, the San Francisco Symphony, uh, presenting Brahms' Symphony Number no. 2. And with Lenny B. on the collective mind, what with Bradley Cooper's portrayal and direction of Maestro out in theaters, here is Lenny conducting the slow movement from Brahms' Second Symphony. Also from the Symphony, uh, Audrey McDonald appears next Wednesday with Rob Burson on the podium. And Broadway SF presents Unscripted Henry Winkler: Conversation with Henry Winkler at the Curran this coming Monday. You've been listening to On the Arts on KALW. Our shows are archived at kalw.org and If you've got a show suggestion, reprimand, or praise, I'll take it. I'm david at kalw.org. Thanks also to Janice Lee for producing the show.